Welcome to the Biting Side mini podcast where I make a point to keep things really personal. So one of the things that I've always carried with me and thought was really important, um, which also didn't make me very popular with my own family or my own parents, um, was that I believe family is earned or the title of family is something that is earned and not just given. It isn't owed to whoever gave birth to you, um, or it isn't inherited from whatever bloodline that you came down, that it's a term that is a sacred term and an intimate term and uh, is something that has to be earned. And so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I realized that that makes me a tough kid (laughs) for my parents because I didn't just give it to them. I'm ask them to earn it. And they don't appreciate that very much. Um, They kind of feel like, hey, it's owed to me. Um, I brought you into this world and I raised you. And so it's owed to me. And I had to give it to my parents. I had to give them the rights of family and the obligations of family simply because it was like inheritance. It was something that came down the bloodline. They were related to me by blood. Therefore, I owed them all this stuff and I gave it to them. So come on, it's my turn. Like, give it to me. And, you know, so so I'm willing to admit that makes me not very easy um, as a as a child, but I do. I really, really have always said, I mean, now I'm sure at a very, very young age, um, I might not have felt so. I might have been willing um, to just sort of give or assume that deep, sacred intimate definition of family to my family but then I kind of quickly realized like what this isn't right this isn't earned like this isn't what I mean family um so anyway whatever so that that part when this particular belief um became a part of you know me is debatable I don't exactly know um but I do know it's been ongoing for quite a while and it doesn't frighten me um as a parent, to extend this same definition or to know that my children uh, might extend the same thing to me. Like, you know, I'm not worried. If family is something that has to be earned, I absolutely plan on earning that title and that position with my children. And if I don't, um, you know, then I'll be held responsible for that. Um, and that's okay with me. I, I'm, that doesn't bother me, um, you know, to, to know that it will continue in the other direction too. I don't just get to decide whether people have earned that title for me, but they get to decide whether I have earned that title with them. And so anyway, I, you know, just stating that first as the baseline, um, and recently read an article, um, that was all about family and the nuclear family. And I can maybe cite the article in the show notes. Um, But it brought up some of the same stuff that was really cool for me to read, cool for me to hear. Um, There were so many different facets that were sort of supportive of this concept, Um, one of which was that, you know, from an anthropological standpoint, there is evidence that the 
kin or tribes that we thought people lived in, and, and they did live in, weren't necessarily comprised of blood relatives the way we might assume. It did appear, because they like dug up um, these graves of people that were buried together um, and found that they were not necessarily a family to the extent that we thought blood-wise. They were choosing family or they were picking to live together as a band or as kin and that it may have had something to do with, you know, some other element, not blood, but things like... Um, you know, sharing something else in common or choosing to be a part of each other's life, but like chosen family uh, or maybe circumstantial or skill sets. Uh, but they did have closeness and they were bonded and considered themselves kin, but it wasn't necessarily blood related. And then also they in this article, it cites that studying um, 23 different current, um, you know, tribal communities also yielded results that said the same stuff that, hey, you know, only 10% of the people in these bands or tribes were actually blood or close blood related in that way of, you know, mother, children, um, and that the blood ties weren't uh, as prevalent as you would think. It was more of the chosen family, people choosing to live together for their own reasons and choosing a sense of family and choosing to be committed to these people for other things. And so it is kind of that earned concept, right? It's like, okay, um, family is a term that is earned. So maybe, maybe my concept of like earned family or something is actually uh, old, you know, and has been going on. And family is something that people chose and that others earned from each other. And it wasn't just this, you know, blood relation thing. Uh, so that's interesting that that's even a part of uh, what was found. And then there were some things in the article that I kind of feel like reinforce it in a different way, kind of from a different angle. Um, They're talking about how um, when European settlers were in this country and they were also sharing this country and sharing is a very relative term <laughs> um, with Native American uh, populations that it was kind of well known, and he also cites a particular book that was written about this too, um, that when, let's say, a European was captured and taken into a Native American tribe, the Europeans uh, would generally like to stay there. <laughs> Even when they were let go, um, they defected and stayed, or intentionally kind of left their, uh, you know, European settlers group uh, and went to choose to live with the Native American tribes. And when the reverse happened, when the Native Americans were captured and brought into the North, I mean, the um, European settlers groups, uh, they would always go back home. They always, when given the chance or at any opportunity that hit, would go back, go back to their more communal culture. And I think this is a little interesting, too, um, because that family is earned thing, uh, you know, that has to do with maybe the way that the Native Americans treated um, 
family. Maybe it was earned or maybe they had that view. They were better family members to each other. But also, of course, you know, my little take on the earned versus owed was not, (laughs) that was not a part of this article. That's my little um, ad. But they did mention, and it is usually attributed to the fact that it's like, okay, the Native American uh, culture was more of a communal uh, and family-based, you know, cooperative um, type of community versus the hyper-individualistic or, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's as hyper-individualistic as it is currently, but even still, the Europeans were living in a very individualistic, kind of not communal, you know, definitely hierarchical, like, power-driven kind of community. And yeah, things were owed, you know? So in that kind of group, whether you're looking at it specifically about family or not, it was like the community that you were a part of, you know, there was power and things were owed and you were on your own. And yeah, maybe family was just blood and who you were given. And heck, maybe you had none because you had just, you know, immigrated to America. But then this other contrasting like community of the Native Americans were like, no, maybe family was earned or maybe people just treated each other that way in the sense that it was communal and you had to be a valuable member of the team or you were, um, the team was important to you. You were even giving a crap about the team. You were not necessarily on your own. Um, And maybe that, uh, I think, also contributed to why in the world would people have there were probably a million other reasons too but certainly i can see where it would have contributed like why in the world would people want to defect <laughs> leave the protestant villages the uh you know european um settlers villages and go off and join the native tribes and even when they were let go as prisoners they would not come back um to the white society they wanted to stay with the North American, uh, well, natives. Um, so, yeah, why? Yeah, and then, and then those things can totally, I think, play in. And I do think it has to do with that concept of, you know, a communal, um, family based, even if it's not blood family, family is earned, family is something that you um, act and earn. Uh, You know, it's a sacred title and it's something that you contribute. You know, you bring something to the table. That is how you are earning family versus, you know, the other where it's just like power and owed to other people and, um, you know, passed down through blood and there's no choice in the matter or something like that. So um, I think that, you know, pointed a little something to the very same thing that I've always been so mm, kind of just like drawn to the very same concept that I'm so adamant about in my own life. Um, But then also another thing came up uh, that was outside of this article. It was another article that was a feminist kind of perspective. And there are, even within this current article that I'm talking about, the one that um, was on the nuclear family, um, 
there were some mention of females too and of feminism and such too but the the outside thing was this totally different article that another woman actually pointed out to me uh, we were discussing these things it was kind of a topic she brought up for discussion in this group that I participate in um, and it was interesting too it kind of brought this same flavor uh, back to my mind like see this is this is what I'm saying um but yeah, it was Sophie Lewis, I believe, is a person, the feminist who was saying we should do away with the concept of family and, you know, abolish the concept of family. And that was kind of her standpoint as a feminist because it would be better for females. And, you know, then it was mentioned that uh, even people that were typically identifying as feminists were critiquing this idea because then they thought it was a little extreme and that it was sort of um, ignoring the, the beautiful sacredness of the relationship between mother and child and kind of just like demolishing everything like gosh there's a lot of beauty in that relationship why would you just tear it all down and um so this was interesting because on the one hand i could see what she meant how it would be beneficial to women in some ways to demolish this idea of family because for sure even in the article the original article i was talking about that's on the nuclear family one of the ways in which that writer does mention women um and feminism and such is that Although lots of people, including him, I think the author of the article actually um, romanticizes or at least the flavor of the article when I read it is that he kind of romanticizes this like large extended family of your um, you know, and, and that and that the the community part of it um probably does hold some value for sure but you know the one that he sometimes romanticizes is the extended family that is all blood related and um you know i think unfortunately that overlooks the oppression that was actually present in a lot of that blood related system because it is that owed stuff like going back to my you know take on it where it's like okay the problem is you know an extended family is great and lots of people and a community kind of to lean on that's great stuff and if you were lucky enough to actually have these people who are your blood relatives who did earn that sacred title of family as well, then fabulous, great. But um, a lot of, there was also oppression in it because the blood family, the large extended blood family um, of your, and he was kind of going back into like an older, I don't really know what era, but I'm early night early early 20th century i think um but anyway that doesn't matter i he was just you know was talking about this extended family and it can be pretty oppressive to feel like you just owe these people things because they're your family and also um you know that you don't get to pick and that you just they're blood related and therefore and then he does actually cite um that women who lived in large extended families um, in Japan, I believe, had shorter lifespans. It was not good for them. <laughs> you know, it was not good for the women. Everybody else was benefiting from these large extended families except for the women. Their lives were worse and their lifespans were worse. And it was probably to do with, you know, all kinds of things, um, you know, because a lot of the labor fell on their backs because they didn't have a lot of choices because there was a lot of the oppression 
in it and it wasn't family they got to choose and they did feel like that sense of owed you know it wasn't earned they were the only ones doing any of the earning um of the title of family or um you know helper or supporter or whatever and the other people weren't necessarily doing that job so anyway okay back to the feminist who's saying let's abolish family like all right you can kind of see how yeah it might have been an oppressive structure for a woman, especially in a family where it was inherited and it was owed and it wasn't a an earned title of a family she got to choose. Um, so, okay, you know, there's that. And then speaking to the woman's critics who are saying like, well, that's so extreme that totally, why would you want to do away with all family? I mean, I'm not actually siding 100% with her. I totally get her idea. I think her ideas are important. I think everybody's ideas are important to look at and to consider. But I don't really know if we should do away with the whole concept of family. Although, yeah, I guess if the concept, I mean, what are the definitions? You know, that's what I would want to sit down and hash out. Like, But if the definitions of family are blood relatives and owing something to your blood relatives, well then, okay, in that case... I'm probably on board. Let's do away with that. But I don't think that doing away with the whole concept of family um, is, you know, needed because I, in, in this woman's case, I think, you know, her structure is she feels like the society should be playing such a role of family or should be operating like a family. And so we wouldn't need these little tiny units. We'd have the bigger society as a whole doing that. And I kind of think we need both. I kind of think we need the small scale and the big scale, um, you know, show at the small scale what family should like look like and society on the bigger scale will hopefully, I mean, could, you know, in, in, in all of our hopes, you know, act that out and mirror that and reflect that too and be a larger scale kind of family. Like, I think that's, you know, just from my personal standpoint. But either way, I didn't necessarily think that simply because she was saying to do away with family that that necessarily meant that the sacred relationship between mother and child was going to just be demolished too because I see it falling into that same caveat that I've been talking about with the earned family. Listen, you know, even if we did away with the concept of family and as the mother of a child, and I am a mother and of two children and take that job very seriously and very sacredly, um, and if I know that just because I birthed, birthed them and just because I did the work of that doesn't get me anything, I'm not owed anything, and I haven't just earned my title as mother simply from being the biological carrier of those children, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me to think that way because I'd like to earn it. I would like to earn it. And I don't mean like in this grueling labor of horrible work. I just mean, I'd like my bond with my children to actually be an earned place where we have chosen, you know, I have shown to them that I would like to be family with them and family is something sacred and family is something close. And I would like for them to choose me too. And I want us to decide how we can be supportive and of value to each other. And, you know, so I, um, I'm okay with that. It doesn't take away any of the sacredness between me and my children if we assume that just because they came out of my body, that means nothing necessarily. I still believe that I will earn the title of their family, um, whatever it is, mother, sister, all you know, just family. I believe I will 
do that in my love for them and my support for them and in working together as a team and is in having them matter. Um, and I hope to teach them how to earn uh, the title the beautiful title, the honor of being called somebody's family too, by teaching them how to give to people, support other people, how to be a valuable member of a team and how to truly earn the position of family member uh, with someone else in that way where we choose our family based on, you know, kinship of souls or, um, you know, being communally supportive and responsible and committed to each other. Absolutely. You know, the the love component. So, so yeah, I don't necessarily, uh, you know, when looking at that article too, all these things came up in the exact same week. And so this same concept just kind of kept resurfacing. So I thought, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's consider it. Let's talk about it. Um, you know, even when looking at the feminist article and seeing like this woman say, let's do away with family it still fell into that, like, sure, we could. We could do away with family in the sense of that, you know, it's inherited, it's owed, power, oppressive kind of concept where you don't get to choose, this is the deal. Um, and it wouldn't take anything away from the sacredness of mother and child or the sacredness of having family be something that is chosen and something that we make and something that we earn from each other. Um, so I thought that part was like just an interesting way where I could situate something that has long been a part of my worldview and the th stuff that I really want for my life uh, and kind of, you know, mash it up with what others are doing, this person that's writing an article on family, what others are considering about family, where has it been, where have we gone wrong, what will it be next, what will it become, and then, you know, feminists um, who are also, you know, writing and thinking on family and feeling like it has been oppressive or feeling like it should be done away with and like how do I situate myself in the middle of the talk of family that is going on in our culture and in each of our minds and you know I mean it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that like families are changing families are definitely changing um, and that's a great thing we're defining our own families now and um, yeah forging our own but even just defining how we want them to operate, you know, because we're finding creative solutions to the situations that are just happening in our lives, you know, whether it's like, oh, right, I'm no longer with the parent, the other parent of those two children, how will we navigate that situation and you know what will it look like on the day-to-day -day for my children and what will it look like on the day-to-day -day for my relationship with that person that I share children with you know all the stuff all the stuff that um has become very commonplace and it's just you know it's a good thing and then and they actually there was also a little statistic in there that I'm just tossing in because I'm on the subject but you know about how um there have been some real estate studies um, about people looking for real estate and that, you know, there's been this dramatic increase in people that are now looking for homes that include a possibility of having their elderly parents live there, too. Um, so, you know, we're just rolling with our lives and, you know, creating 
um, new things that work. And some of them were not just elderly parents. Some were like, you know, keeping their 20-year-old or young adults home longer and having like a little college student suite for them. And, you know, so it's just like, all right, good. It's changing. We're talking about it. And I just saw how this thing that I've held so near and dear and you know, has not at all been understood by my family or maybe even makes me sound harsh. I mean, I did a podcast a while ago um, that was about Mother's Day and how I don't feel as like, you know, sweet and wonderful about it as everybody else was. Um, that makes me feel like a jerk, you know? And it's like, I, I say these things and, you know, I'm not saying them to be mean or harsh, but I'm saying them because like it doesn't, to me, family is earned. You know, you don't just, you know, go through the motions and do these things on Mother's Day if that's not the kind of relationship you actually have with your mother. I mean, or you pick a different person to celebrate who does have that role for you or whatever. So anyway, I just saw how it circled me back around to the same thing that's been a part of my life that I've even felt misunderstood or like a jerk for and see, you know, see if I can't um, reframe it or, you know, re-explain it or just revisit it um, with these other discussions in the light of these other discussions that I was reading and seeing going on in the world. So thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.